Where have I been? What have I been doing? I'm going to get to that coming up next. I'm going to talk to Keon Rose, my executive producer, who is uh, going to be a big part of this show. We'll find out more about Keon as well. And uh, just kind of where have you been? What are you doing? Where are you going? We'll get to all that coming up next. This is Nuga Radio, 92.7 Local Radio, done right. And as as per usual, I would screw up the outro on the first go on the first go out. <laughs> what the hell is that? Hey, Stone on Air. If you are not listening to Brian Stone, who has been a fixture in Chattanooga for years, you better be, or I'm gonna ask you personally why you're not. I'm so happy I could die. They're like Brian! Yeah. <laughs> Brian. Yes, my name is Brian. Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanoogan. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. Stone on air. Yeah, just kill me now. Go ahead and do it right now. Welcome in, everybody, to the maybe somewhat profitable venture known as the Stone on Air podcast. It's August 26th. And uh, I'm annoyed. I did what I've done so many times and walked off and left my podcast show sheet on the printer at work, along with some other things that I had printed out that I wanted to read on today's show, some tweets. And um, that has screwed me up here because I just now realized it as I sat down to record. Um uh, if you ever get put into a position where you need to plan for a radio show and a podcast, doing them at the same time is very frustrating. I didn't think it was going to be the easiest thing I've ever done, but I did not expect it to be this bit, bunch of a mess. Because some of it is crossover and some of it isn't. And um, my anxiety has been higher than ever in my life recently, just with this, the new venture and the new, just new stuff and new people and new things. And um, I'm having trouble focusing on one thing. All afternoon, I was trying to just just nail out some, some roadmaps, if you will, some show planning sheets. And I just kept getting so damn distracted all the way to the point to where then I also left the uh, the stuff at the ha- at the at the office. So I don't have a show sheet for today, and I don't have enough time to recreate it. So I don't even remember everything that was on it. But I think I can pretty much make my way through the uh, the first segment anyway, because the final two segments are pretty much are already nailed down and ironclad, and you know easy enough as to know what direction I'm going to go. Which I'll explain what those final two segments are here in just a minute. On the front end, that was the very first segment for the first show, the Stone on Air Radio Show at Nuga Radio ninety two point seven, and yeah. I screwed it up. First segment, um, they have very hard breaks. Uh, Talk 102.3 does not do that. Uh, They only have one hard break, and that's at the top of the hour. It hits at 10 seconds until the top of the hour. So at 11.59.50, that that, uh, legal ID, as they call it, is going to uh, fire whether you like it or not. And then outside of that, the clock was just merely a suggestion because it was never really uh, enforced to get out at 20 and 35 and 50, which is generally the times from uh, from their clock. Well, at Nougat Radio, they're all hard outs. It's th- this time, and you're out whether you like it or not, every time. 
which I have to say is going to take some getting used to. I have never done anything like that before. I've always been able to dictate when I got out. It makes for a much more hectic segment because you got to make sure you keep things concise. Uh, I get the philosophy. I'm not mad about the philosophy. I actually prefer staying closer to on time. But, you know, I could get out at 18 if I wanted to, you know, at the old gig, or 22 after, or 20 exactly. It didn't matter. And if the conversation is going well, you don't want to end it just because the clock is going to make you. It's kind of the way we used to think about it. Anyway, that's not how they operate there. You're getting out exactly then, and you better be ready for it. And uh, I wasn't, I, 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 I'm just working with Keon now for the first time, and I, we didn't communicate well on, on our hand signals and all that kind of thing. So anyway, that's what that was. Coming up in the uh, final segment of the show, uh, Tom Brenneman. If you know who he is, or if you don't know who he is, I think I have an interesting perspective on what got him into trouble either way. He is a baseball that was sports broadcaster, at least he was, but the segment won't be about that at all. I'll stretch out a little bit on uh, that one, depending on how long we run here uh, in the beginning and middle. And then uh, the uh, second segment of the show, this is going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I've already done most of it. It is, uh, it's the two kids, and of course I don't have their names here because it might have been left on the uh, damn printer too. It's Tim and, and Fred Williams. I'm pretty sure is the name, uh, their names and they're 22 year old kids and they watch videos that of music. They've never mainly the reaction videos to songs they've never heard before. Generally speaking, not in what would be their normal, you know, contemporary listening, uh, habits. And I picked out a lot of the ones of songs that I like, or, uh, just quickly threw together and it's, it's better visually, but I put it together in an audio uh, form that I think will work pretty well. And uh, we'll do that in the second segment of the show. First of all, we will do the, uh, what am I going to do at the end? See, that was the thing. What I was going to do at the end of this, I had some, uh, some numbers from a guy named Dan Price, which I still think I can pull them up pretty quick. And then uh, there was like, who the hell's Dan Price? And then I thought that was a pretty cool uh, story that he has, so I'll tell that in a minute. And again, I'm all kinds of a mess here. So let's just go with today's coolest thing to get things started. My boy, our boy, uh, Nick Letzko has done it again, as per usual with his stuff. The audio does it justice, but the video certainly does help. And I can't find... <laughs> Damn it, I'm a fucking mess. Uh, dude, what is his name? Oh, there it is. Uh, Dan Bon... Bongino, Dan Bongino. I'm not familiar with this guy until this uh, song. First, I'm gonna play it twice because all of Nick's songs you can play because they're very concise and very quick to the point. You can I listen to them usually at least a half a half dozen times immediately, and by the time it's over, twenty and thirty times. That's how good most of these are. I'll talk more about who this Dan Bongino dude is after I play today's coolest thing from Nick. Let's go. And of course, the volume's not up. Jesus Christ. Chino, Grandma tries to tell me not to go down there, but I would be safe with Dan Bonchino. I wanna be at the 
It's just such good stuff. It is kind of cut from the, if you don't get it or you don't know him or you're not familiar, you'd be like, what the hell did I just listen to? So Dan Bongino is, and I guess maybe I should have already known this, but I I didn't, is an American political commentator, radio show host, author, politician, former congressional candidate, and former U.S. Secret Service agent. He was, uh, he ran for Congress three times and was unsuccessful all three times in twelve. 14 and 16. It says he's a former congressional candidate. Oh, candidate. So he hasn't actually won any of the uh, any of those seats that he had run for. I just quickly pulled this up as just a story from Fox News. Um, Bongino, Biden surrounded by radical leftists. Admin would be most radical left in history. The Biden administration would be the most radical left modern in modern American history. He has a Fox News contributor. Quote, anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to you. People are politics, and people are policy. In other words, who you surround yourself with is, in fact, your policy, especially with the growth of the regulatory state where people can just interpret what the law is. He goes on to say, if people are policy, who is Joe Biden surrounding himself with? What people? And then it goes on to talk about AOC, Bernie, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's uh, I, maybe he made some noise during the uh, RNC, too, and that's what made... Uh, Nick kind of motivated to make the song, but it does mention, um, and hell, I need that for the radio show tomorrow. Why did I crumple that up? Jesus. Telling you, telling you, if I touch it, I mess it up today. Uh, It mentions in the song Patricia McClowski. That's the woman who held the gun with the other guy, with her husband in rural white, uh, Lily White neighborhood that had the protesting going down, and they look. And they're like tucked in polos and, uh, you know, very middle class, maybe a little above middle class, I guess. And they had the guns. Remember that? Anyway, that's what he he references, Patricia McClowski and then uh, Don, Dan Bongino. Let's play it one more time. I want to be at the RNC. I want to see Patricia McClowski. So good, so good. Today's coolest thing. I have this article that um, I'm going to dive into with a highlighter and potentially use it on the show soon. It's just, it is a long read. I mean, I don't know if you can't really hear that, but I mean, it's 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 a heavy stack of paper, and I didn't have time to get to it. But the uh, the headline is, um, and and, and I uh, well, I'll explain that in a second. New thinking on COVID lockdowns. They're overly blunt and costly. Blanket business shutdowns, which the U.S. had never done before this pandemic, led to a deep recession. Economists, economists and health experts say there may be a better way. 
And I that headline grabbed me, and it was from the Wall Street Journal. And I did something for the first time today. Uh, I was today years old when I paid for content online, written content, newspaper content. And um, But I, it's a dollar for two months, and I put a sticky note on my computer with the date to make sure I cancel before the two months because I'm, I'm not paying for information that I can get elsewhere for free. Uh, call me what you will if you want. But um, I'm, I'm regularly seeing Wall Street Journal headlines. They're, they're fantastic at writing headlines, and they have a very good social media presence. And I'm regularly wanting to read the Wall Street Journal. It's a good newspaper. And, um, and so I paid the dollar for two months because that headline grabbed me. And I'll uh, I'll come back to that at a later time. But at the same time, when I was trying to come together with what how I was going to put an, a, an economic based, you know, a recession based conversation for this podcast or for the radio show too, I stumbled on this dude, the Dan Price guy I was mentioning. And since I left the printed stuff off at the office, I'll pull it up here on Twitter. I've had it here. Okay, and this is where all this started to just start grab my attention. It says. Um, Dan Price, he, uh, let's see, it says Amazon profit up 100%, Walmart profit up 80%, Target up 80%, Lowe's up 74%, Microsoft, Facebook, Apple, Google, stocks at record highs, small business 21% closed, revenue for the rest down 30%. We're seeing a monumental wealth transfer from mom and pop's to conglomerates. And I guess you could say, well, who didn't really know that? And that was kind of already happening anyway. But if those numbers are accurate, and he's, it seems to be the type that wouldn't be putting out just made up numbers here. I didn't have enough time to dive into those specifics. But if Amazon and Walmart and Target Lowe's, all these are up, you know, between 75 and 100 percent, you know, that, and the rest of us are just seeing it just plummet and we're watching now, you know, many stores that still can't open. And I mean, this is this is this is not this is not good stuff. Uh, let's see. And then the next tweet was my company processes small business payments in 2008, the worst recession in 80 years. Small biz revenues fell 20 percent in 2008. Small revenue, small business revenues fell 20. Right now, they're down 30 percent. Also, at that time, I'm interjecting here. Um the stock market was in the toilet. Finish out his tweet. It says, meanwhile, the stock market is at a record high. So the biggest corporations are in record boom. Small biz are in record free fall. And um, I just got my statement. I had never looked at my 401k um, back in March. I was so tempted. I wanted to, but I was already having such a crummy time. I didn't want to have one more thing screw me up. And I got my statement just in the last week or two, and it's all back plus. And I haven't contributed to it a nickel since March. It's all back, and it's uh, it, it, it it I don't know where it fell to, but and I don't remember exactly what the number was originally. I have a ballpark figure. I think it's higher. I actually do think that it's higher. That's how good the stock market is doing overall, and. That's just an odd place to be when the economy is struggling so badly in so many ways, but the damn stock market is flying off the shelf because all the rich are getting richer while the poor get poorer. That is exactly what has happened. Uh, real quick on Dan Price. So then I was like, well, who is this guy? 
He's an American internet entrepreneur. He is the CEO of the online credit card processing company, Gravity Payments. He gained recognition after he raised his company's minimum wage to $70,000 and slashed his wage from $1.1 million to $70,000. He extended the same minimum wage to all employees of Charge It Pro, a company Gravity Payments acquired. Uh, I've never heard that. I, I, I wonder if there's fine print somewhere where he's actually getting money somewhere else through some kind of other investments and he can... Uh, afford to say on paper, hey, look, I only get 70000 when in, in reality he might actually get more. But if the minimum wage for his companies are $70,000, that's pretty strong, pretty, pretty strong stuff. So I don't know if I got to everything I was planning on doing on this segment because uh, for all the obvious reasons, the things I've already mentioned, but I'm going to go ahead and put the wraps on this, this segment right now. We'll uh, get to this uh, segment that I put together and spend about two hours on it. So please listen to it. It's coming up next. Now back to more. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Stone on air.com. Hey, got Phil Collins now. It's called End the Air Tonight. We don't know what the stuff was. Yeah, we don't know what to expect, man. Hey, I've seen a lot of people requesting this from video to video, man. I meant to do this, but I finally got to it. Appreciate the fan love. Like, subscribe. If you're new. Man, make sure you get that merch. Don't forget. No further ado. Man, let's get into get it. Into man. This video. No more talk. I don't know when they do or don't talk, so we might yeah. talk over each other a little bit here as I come into the open. But this is the song, the, the, the reaction video that really took off. Phil Collins in the air tonight. It's a little annoying to listen to them. What is this about? What is this about? It's, it's, more, it's more fun to watch it. Sound like a, a rain entrance or something. But supposedly, these videos are the very first time that they've ever heard this song before. Which is hard to believe in some respects, and easier to believe in others. One of the reasons I'd say it's easier to believe is because, from my vantage point, young people tend to think nothing that ever happened in the past matters. And I, I don't know if that's true when it comes to everything from educational and history and all that, but I'm just talking about things, um, and then they stop it and talk for a minute. So anyway, that you get the idea of what they're doing. And um, technology has made the attitude of if it's not brand new, if it's old, if it's the old version, then it's junk. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. It's, it's unnecessary. If there's a new one, the old one is now junk. And my generation didn't come up that way. At least... From again, my vantage point, but it just, I, it, I don't feel that that was hardly ever the case. I loved new, but I loved old and vintage and the way things used to be are what made the cool new thing so cool. This thing is so cool because I can compare it to this thing over here that is so primitive and archaic, but. That led to here that leads to the next innovation. And I don't know if I was sophisticated enough to sit down and break it down like that to myself, but in hindsight, looking at how I operated, I mean, I wanted all the new CDs, you know, the new music coming out, but I loved, I had my record player. I've always owned a record player since I was 15, 16 years old, whether it was my parents still or, 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 or one that I eventually acquired myself. I still had stacks of records. And um, even had a little brief stint where I thought eight tracks were cool. You know, of course, the CD was better, but this stuff is neat. 
And I, I don't think that that's a thing anymore. And, you know, the, the history of, of music to a lot of young people just doesn't matter. And hip-hop and pop music is just rules everything. And uh, some, you know, smells like teen spirit. One of the most famous songs in the world, you know, 20-somethings have never even heard it, nor do they care to hear it. When I was 20 something, 16, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, the biggest song in the world you could have said would made it might have been Imagine or something, or you know, something from Zeppelin. I knew all those songs. I loved all those songs. I, I knew old Chuck Berry song. You know, I didn't listen to it all the time, but you see what I'm saying. Just don't think that's a thing anymore. And I know it sounds a little old man get off my lawn ish, but uh, anyway, so real quick, a little write up on these guys from CNN, and then I'll play. The, uh, the piece I put together uh, over the uh, last couple of days. Tim and Fred, 22-year-old twins from Gary, Indiana, have been uploading reaction videos for about a year. At first, they st- stuck to a lot of rap music, but then someone requested Frank Sinatra's I've Got You Under My Skin. The channel has been up for a while. In January, it had 20,000 subscribers. By the end of June, it had 100,000. And now, they're closing in on a quarter of a million among their fans is none other than Dolly Parton, who tweeted out the to uh, the reaction video to Jolene, which has now been viewed more than two million times. When asked why they think their videos resonate, Fred is quick to respond, because we're black. He says simply, we're black and they don't expect us to listen to that type of music. We're young too. It's just rare to see people open up these days. People don't open to step outside their comfort zone and just react to music that they don't know. And yes, they really have never heard these songs, even the so-called classic ones many rail about. Their channel is filled with firsts. First time hearing Nina Simone, Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit, Prince's Purple Rain, and it goes on and on from there. So this is about 10 minutes long, and I'm going to be airing it on the radio station too, so they'll be be identifying Nougat Radio starting right now. So we'll start off with, yep, my favorite band. They sit down and listen to Pearl Jam's Black. We finna react to some Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam, man. I've never heard of him. Don't know what it's about. Call Black. Shout out to the friend who uh, requested this, man. Okay, so we'll stop it right there. And so he's, it's more visual than it is audio at this point. And uh, these brothers might overact a little bit, but it is pretty funny. But then he stops the track to ask this question. Hey, hey, tell me what this is. What's this? This, this country? What is this? What is this, man? Tell, I, it sounds like country, but he can sing. He can sing. I just want to know. Tell me what this is. Country? And no, no, clearly it's uh, not country. It is alternative grunge rock from the early 90s. He stops the uh, track to make a quick mention about Eddie's vocals. Hey, hey, I I like his raspy voice he got in here, bro. This cold. I like his raspy voice. He he doing his thing. He doing his thing. I like his raspy voice, man. 
And in conclusion, whichever one of the brothers Williams this twin is, as this was a solo video, his final thoughts on the song Black from Pearl Jam. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. It's one of the amazing songs I've heard for real. It sounded like the song was crying to me, bro. It sounded like it was crying. Like, like, like it literally sounded like the song was crying to me, bro. Like it was crying, like the tears. It, was just, it, it sounded like somebody broke this song hard. The the beat hard and it was crying, bro. It just, it's, it's just, I just felt it, bro. Like I really felt it, man. Like uh, I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to pause. I just wanted to hear it out, bro. Like this was crazy, bro. This is one of the best songs I heard, man. Sound, it, it just sounded like it was crying, bro. It just sound, it just, I just felt some pain, bro. I just felt all the. The trauma, all the past, it, bro, I just felt it. That song, right. Black by Pearl Jam, does indeed sound like the song is crying. Was that the first time he actually ever heard it? I don't know. He says this is the first song he's ever listened to from the rock, any kind of rock and roll category. This is about a year ago. Uh, the brother, one of the brothers, Williams, listens to, for the first time, Aerosmith, and dream on. We got something new today. Subscriber, comment down below, man. He said, man, can you try out some rock? I'm like, some rock? Okay. It's our first time listening to rock on this channel. It's Dream On by Aerosmith. I guess they're a rock band. I never heard of them, but he said, hey, can you please listen to some rock, man? I told y'all before, man. I'm open to all genres, man. Let's go. Because I am featuring this on both the Stone on Air podcast and radio show, I will just make sure and reset with you. They're called Twins the New Trend. They have 549,000 subscribers, and they listen to music you wouldn't expect them to and then react on a YouTube channel that has millions of views. Oh my gosh, come on now. Can you just ghost bombs? You just heard that. Come on. Let's go, man. This is the Stone on Air podcast and radio show on Nuga Radio 92.7. And moving on now to more contemporary music from my uh, era of the 90s. The twins, what, hold on again, sorry, what do they call themselves? My bad. Uh, twins, the new trend they listen to for the very first time, Radiohead and Creep. Hey, we finna react to Radiohead, first time ever hearing them, man, it's called Creep. Don't know what it's about, but we gonna see what to do, man. First time ever hearing this band, hey, without further ado, man, I don't know what this is about. I don't know, I never heard of Radiohead in my life, we're going to experience it together, man. We're going to experience it together. Without further ado, man. Hey, let's get in this reaction. Mm. I say I'm a music head. Just like an angel. Yeah. 
So from the moaning and groaning, you can tell that dude is digging it. Here's his first thoughts after the first chorus of Radiohead's Creed. Let me say something. Hey, this is a great song. This is great. I never heard this song in my life, but I like the concept of it. Yo, Sam, bro. You say you're a creep, man. It's, 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 it's cool to be not like everybody else, bro. People had a concept where they got to fit in, do everything with the, the most popular thing, bro. Nah, man. Be different. There ain't a lot of people in this world that want to be different, want to be leaders. They always want to. There's a lot of people that want to be followers. Like, they don't want to be the first one to step out and do that thing. Like, I don't care. Like he just said, man, I'm a creep. Hey, I'm proud. I don't care. Whatever makes you happy, go do it, bro. That's facts. Like I mentioned earlier, this dude is maybe 20 years old. Maybe I'm shortchanging him by a year or two. Maybe he's 21, 22. Um, but I think his quick analysis of that song is quite good. His final thoughts on Radiohead. This song did, bro. I know, I know this song got like so many meanings into it. Like so many different meanings behind it. People people take this song into different perspectives. Everybody has different, different perspectives of songs they listen to, man. Mine is, bro. Don't be afraid to be a creep. Don't be afraid to be different. That's what I'm getting to this song. I know you can go in depth to this song in so many different ways about what he's saying and not saying. Like I said, bro, don't don't be afraid, bro. Just be yourself. A couple more here real quick, if you don't mind, on Nougat Radio 92.7, on the Stone on Air radio show and podcast. This is both the Williams brothers, the twins. The new trend is their handle on YouTube, listening to Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name. Rage against the machine, man. People are requesting this lot, spamming me up. Spamming, 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 man. But hey, we finally got to it, man. It's called Killer in the Name. First, it's first time we had to, you know. First time. First time. So you hear me? Rage first against time, the machine. Thing. Let's hear it. Let's see what's talking about. It really is kind of a stupid song. It's the same lyrics over and over and over again, and then just a bunch of F-bombs at the end. I love Rage as much as anybody from the 90s or even now, but um, the the lyrics are, some of those who work forces are the same that burn crosses, meaning some of those that are in law enforcement are the same racist bleep holes over here kind of some of the same narrative a lot of people have having you know here in present time um but these kids weren't feeling it and understanding what the words meant they were thinking they might be nike shoes i guess he said the same people that wear forces is he talking about yeah, is he talking about nike forces i don't know what are you talking about the same people that burn cross what are you talking about forces Okay, it's all in good fun. Um, one more here, and then we'll wrap it up. The Williams Brothers, the Twins, the New Trend on YouTube. Hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of views. Listen and react to 
Nirvana. It's my first time ever reacting to Nirvana. Smells like teen spirit. I don't know if this a band, a group. I don't know if it's a single person. Let's get into it. See what it's talking about, man. Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Let's go. Okay. And just for brevity's sake, as we're approaching 10 minutes on this segment, we'll wrap it up with his comments on Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit on Nougat Radio 92.7. It's a Stone on Air radio show and podcast. I ain't gonna lie to you. This is one of my favorite rock songs I've heard so far, bro. This gave me like so much energy. It's, bro, if y'all not get, if y'all didn't get hyped for this song, I don't know what's wrong for you, bro. I need, we need songs like this, man. Y'all don't understand, bro. Come on, this is a straight bang. I love this song. This is crazy. This gave me so much energy. Just, it really is uh, fun to watch because the kids do seem to be pretty genuine yeah they talk in lingo that you're not used to and sometimes even a little difficult to understand with their slang and jargon but uh it's it seems authentic and i hope it's authentic i i, th- I think it is it feels like it is and so next time you're feeling like wasting a lot of time on youtube uh search it what is it twins i don't know i've said it a few times now rewind it and uh find out so all right let's see tom brenneman is out at fox sports south with the cincinnati reds and fox national games and it's his own fault but i'm not overly mad at him and i can kind of understand because we come from similar cultural backgrounds in some ways and none at all in others i'll try to make it all make sense next stone on air we'll be right back oh darling what juicy gossip i have for our listeners stoneonair.com i made a comment earlier tonight that uh, i guess uh, went out over the year that i am deeply ashamed of um, if i have hurt anyone out there I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck, for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am. Uh, and never has been. I am very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness. It's about a week ago. So not really a hot story now, but I didn't have a show a week ago. Or I did, but it was already finished. And it's going to be less about Brenneman and his specific situation and more of an overview of of generational misunderstanding at times. And I'm not the same generation as Brenneman, but I'm close. I'd say he's about 55. So he's he's not old enough to be my father, not in a you know traditional normal sense. And uh, so he's 
he's closer to Gen X than he is. He's not a boomer, right? And real quick, though, in case, just to make sure you know what I'm talking about. Tom Brenneman is, a, uh, I think, an incredible broadcaster. I really like him. There are uh, three names that come to uh, that come to mind quickly, and there's going to be others I've, I leave out. I know, uh, and not just now thinking it wasn't Harwell. I think the Harwells in in, uh, in Detroit, maybe. But the three that stick out to me of kind of baseball, football, sports announcing royalty is uh, the Bucks, Jack Buck and Joe Buck, who have uh, their ties to St. Louis. Then there's the Carries. Harry Carey, Skip Carey, and Chip Carey, who have most of their ties to the uh, to the to Atlanta, but obviously with plenty of Chicago connections as well as that was mainly where Harry was. Chip Carey used to do Chicago games, uh, Cubs games as well. I'm pretty sure Harry's done White Sox and maybe Cardinals too. I'm I'm not sure, but anyway, so the Carries and the uh, and 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 the Bucks and the Brennemans, Marty Brenneman, Tom's. Father was a long time. I'm pretty sure he has his whole connection with the uh, the Cincinnati Reds as well. And Tom Brenneman has pretty much been along with um, uh, one of the Alberts, whichever. And I I guess you could put them in that same conversation, but I've never been a big fan of the Alberts. But anyway, uh, he has become basically the number two guy for Fox. So anytime Joe Buck is doing baseball and there's a football game on, Brenneman would be there. Or if there was a doubleheader that day. Brandon would be the other guy on the broadcast, and um, he's out because a hot mic at one of the Reds games caught him using a racial, uh, not racial, excuse me, sorry, sorry, not racial, um, uh, homophobic, which I'll address that word here in a minute anyway, a, a homosexual slur, and he said something along the lines of that was, that's one of the faggiest places ever, or something like that. Um the the F word, as many people say, is not nearly like the the N word. And um, another word that I try to stay away from that uh, I've been convinced is is something you shouldn't. It's just not a good look to say retard. The uh, the R word, right? I mean, they're not quite the N word, but they're they're getting in the in somewhat the same ballpark. And um, first of all, Brenneman's a damn idiot. You never assume the mics aren't on, especially if you're going to have a loose lip, right? Especially if you're going to be uh, potentially saying expletives or anything that might be anywhere in the neighborhood uh, of offensive. You never assume, especially if you want to find the clip, you can. I mean, he's saying that in like three seconds. You're back to Red Slime on a da 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 It's like, man, what are you doing? You never have that much faith. In your audio engineers and producers and directors, don't 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 do that. That's that's day one stuff. So he's got nobody to blame for other than himself because of how stupid of a move that was. But do I think that Tom Brenneman is uh, homophobic or in any way is uh, is is against homosexual men and women? I mean, I have no way of knowing, but no, I don't think that. I I I, I do not. First of all, let's address that word. homophobic i've always especially these days now more 20 30 40 50 certainly that far back years there was probably a phobia but there's no homophobia or at least there's not much homophobia anymore phobia is like a clinically diagnosed fear a, a, a powerless fear over something um i have a phobia for heights you get me too 
too high in a too certain area, I can almost start to to like break down and lose control over my my motor skills. Like literally, um, I have a phobia of guns. I'm not against guns in the Second Amendment and all that. And if you're here regularly, you know that. But I I have a literal phobia. You could not hand a gun over to me and say, "Here, hold this." I would not be able to do it. I would I would panic and and shut down because I'm that terrified of them. Uh, call me what you want, you know. Call me what you will. It doesn't matter to me. So people aren't terrified or scared of gay people. They might not like them, you know. That that very well might be the case, but they're not scared of them. So I always wish we kind of didn't throw the oh, homophobic slur. So he's just an asshole. You're just an asshole. That's that's all the way I look at it. But just to give Brenneman a little bit of a pass here, because nobody else is growing up. In middle to upper class white suburban America in the 80s, but more specifically to my uh, to my experience in in the 1990s, there was still a lot of shame brought to the idea of being of, of somebody being gay, somebody being homosexual, homosexual. And it was I, I and I don't mean to sound like, hey, I was a lead in the pack on this. But I, it's true. I was a closeted uh, homosexual advocate, if you will. I never thought there was anything to be ashamed of it at all. And the couple of people I knew that were gay, I embraced their presence and thought, hey, I don't care who you want to have sex with or spend your time, your free time with. Why would I care about that? And But, but most people I was around did. And it was almost like it like goes back to the old days of racism. Like, if you're not with us, you're against us. So if you don't hate the faggots too, then you must be one. There was still a lot of that left over from you know, fr- from generations past, and um, and so calling people gay when just we're referencing them being stupid, calling people fags when you were trying to put them down, it was because the culture really led you to believe that that's bad that's awful that's something you don't want to do and then but as we grew up older and have the same kind of vocabulary and lexicon amongst your 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 friends and your peer group from my vantage point that just kind of stuck around with hey what's going on fag you know i mean my brother still does it all the time he'll call me leave me a voicemail what's up fag he's not against gay and lesbians and he sure as hell isn't a homophobic uh, he that's just that's just the way a lot of the, those generations talked and South Park's been doing it for 20 years. They that's gay. That's gay. Hey, hey look at those fags. They do that all the time. And so, you know, I, I there's no excuse for it on an open, you know, an, an, a, a live microphone on a major broadcast. But I do kind of identify with thinking, well, okay, it's not really not that big a deal because I've done it many, many times in my life. Very good chance you have too. Just as simply as laughing at a South Park joke, because to me, it's not a heck of a lot different. But you know, nobody's gonna. Well, nobody should ever accuse me of being you know anything other than a cheerleader for the homosexual community my entire life. I, I joke that I'm the gayest straight man you'll ever meet. I am not, I don't think that gay sex is like gross. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of sex is gross. I think, you know, sex amongst pretty people, what I consider to be good looking, 
humans, I think is I, I, I'm fine with it either, all the way around. Sex with really weird looking people doing weird things, I'm not into. Doesn't have anything to do with how many men or women are or are not involved. So does that make me weird, you know, different, untraditional? I, I guess in, in plenty of people's eyes, but I just mostly nobody cares what I think. Okay, mostly nobody cares what most people think, and uh, I hate it for Brenneman. I've always had a little bit of a Cincinnati Reds uh, small Homer Homerism in me because of their long connection with the Chattanooga Lookouts, and so so many Reds players I would watch here since I was very young, 10, 11, 12 years old, up up until I was, I don't know, when did they switch finally? When I was about. 30-something, I think, right? It was a long damn time. So, uh, liked him, liked the Reds, and he'll be back eventually, but uh, man, what a stupid, stupid situation. And and I'm not I'm not even saying that he, it's he's being treated unfairly, because on based on today's standards, which is what you have to do, or I believe what you should do going forward with anything in our lives, is you have to base it on the standards on which the, the precedents have been set. That's why precedents are so damn important because they change the trajectory of what is and isn't acceptable going forward. I am staring at you, RNC. Anyway, enough of that. Um, so, yeah, he's not being treated unfairly. It was a stupid thing to do. And uh, there you go. I'm done. All right. I got to uh, post this and then get ready and do a radio show in the morning. Uh, Nuga Radio 92.7, 10 a.m. till 11. And uh, that's it. Have a good one. Bye.